You're watching the 6th anniversary edition of The Tesla Life with your host, Mark Hudlin! Hello everybody and welcome to the 6th anniversary edition of The Tesla Life, number 301 if we're going by the clock counter. And uh, thank you, Patrick, for that fantastic intro. You're welcome. Yeah, this is actually the sixth anniversary. I mean, it's not just within a couple of days, but it was April 5th, six years ago. It's rare that the uh, day of the week and the uh, anniversary actually line up together. Yeah. I did this time. So that's really awesome. I wasn't here for that show. Uh, you guys had Dr. Evan <laughs> Ray in the third seat. We uh, gave you yeah. the wrong link, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes indeed yes indeed well uh we've got a fantastic show for you tonight we've got a ton of news as usual but let's first introduce our fellow hosts of course we're always speaking with patrick out of the west coast how are you today sir i'm good thanks it's uh always exciting to talk tesla good times Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, our other host, we have Mr. Casey Green joining us from the DC soggy area. How are you today, sir? <laughs> oh, this is the last day on this set. Yeah. <laughs> our house has been vacated and cleaned. <laughs> it was not clean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there may be Another some disagreement there. Define <laughs> clean, Madam Cleaner. And uh, <laughs> so uh, we'll be uh, we'll be uh, slowly working our way back to uh, you. Get some of you guys may remember the bookshelf on on the side. And, yes. That's right. So, so uh, witness protection program will be ending as uh, Casey moves back home. So, we uh, certainly certainly look forward to that. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's take a look and see what's going on this week. Got a bunch of news as mentioned. Patrick's going to start us off this week with the forty-eight volt game changer. That is right. So we've touched on this one before, and now there's some um, speculation that's, that, that's going to be added that I thought was kind of fun. So Tesla is looking at a 48-volt electrical architecture for the Cybertruck. And why does that matter? Well, if you have four times the voltage, then you can have one-fourth the current. And current is what requires thick wires. Thick wiring adds weight. And weight reduces range so if you want to be oh, optimized cost because copper is not cheap these days that's true too yes yes so uh <laughs> it, this is exactly what uh, tesla has talked about right they want to do things that improve the experience and decrease the cost because any fool could do one or the other but to do both that's the hard part so when you have something like a cyber truck that could potentially have air compressors and wenches and things like that, that that have a significant uh, load on them, if you can have one-fourth the current to get that job done, that that matters. And, uh, you know, who who knows what else they're going to have? Uh, uh, I know there's some people in the Cybertruck Owners Club that are talking about they want snow plows and they want other accessories and add-ons. And some of these things could use a significant amount of power. Well, if Tesla has a 48-volt system that can deliver that, 
then the, all these things can operate uh, much better. So uh, it's uh, it was exciting, and uh, I just wanted to t cover that. Thanks. It's kind of interesting that um, that there's not a lot of third-party suppliers that provide 48-volt equipment. So right. that's one of the things that uh, they said uh, as Tesla moves forward with this 48-volt architecture, which of course they're saying Cybertruck will be the first vehicle that they have that will that will use that going forward. All vehicles will do it. Apparently, is what their There's plan the is. 24 volt, like like all mm. the others. Uh, well, semi's already been released, so it may... Well, it right, may... but I mean, since they didn't call it out as a 48-volt architecture, does that mean it's 24, like all the other semis? Um, I don't know, to be honest. Hmm. So I, semis I... are not 12 like cars, they're 24, Casey? Yes. Interesting. So it's it seems that every car they they uh, put out now they'll just be doubling the voltage. So the next one will be the ninety six. Oh no no, no that won't do that. <laughs> there, there, there are there are there are limits to the games. The, the cool thing about this though is one thousand forty eight volts. Let's do it. <laughs> Two fifty six. Here we go. You know what? We're just gonna run on raw main pack voltage here. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. The um, a couple of the Let's other eliminate uh, the DC to DC converter. Let's do it. <laughs> A couple of the, the legacy has actually tried to go 48 volts a handful of times, and uh, like if you listen to Sandy Monroe and a couple of the other engineers from from the field, when they tried to get their companies to go 48 volts, the company said, "Okay, let's go, let's do a feasibility study." Blah blah blah. All the suppliers keep dragging them back to 12 volts. Yep. Oh, well, mm -hmm. you know, we, mm -hmm. the stuff is ready to go. If we do it your way. It's going to take five years, and like five years, they should already be on the second version of this vehicle. So, fine, we'll do 12 volts again. And yep. Yeah, and that's 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 the reason why Tesla is going to have to produce some of their own add-ons when yes. the Cybertruck comes mm -hmm. out initially, because the third-party manufacturers are going to be caught flat-footed. They're not; they've got 12-volt architecture, and that's all they've planned for. Uh, the first vehicle, first vehicle that's going to sell quite a bit of vehicles themselves, uh, they're not going to be ready for it. So uh, Tesla has right. said that that they're going to have some accessories available, probably be a limited amount, but It'll be it'll be interesting to see how quickly the third party market catches on and starts to produce 48 volt uh, accessories uh, for for the Cybertruck and others. Yeah, yeah. You can a, argue that a, this, 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 go ahead, Casey. There's a little bit of it in the RV world, but I don't know how much of the RV components you'll need from uh, from like a travel trailer or motorhome on a uh, on a Cybertruck. But uh, the other thing that this will do here is, is one, if Matthew Donegan Ryan was right about Tesla starting their own accessories division because of the 48 volt situation, like, not that they didn't have one before, but like they're getting serious on it, like rather than just a couple things here and there. Uh, yeah. The other thing is, if this thing sells in the numbers uh, that match the reservations, the rest of the industry is coming uh, because yeah. yes, exactly. you've got the first first party and third party, uh, oh, not first, first party, but like the, the tier one and third party accessories uh, will. We'll, Need to interface, and if it's at forty-eight volts, you plug in a twelve volt, it's going to fry. So. Yeah, this is kind of a, a microcosm of Tesla doing EVs. Like all the uh, legacy automakers said, no, it's not possible. There's no real market. Sure, we could do it, but it could never be profitable. And Tesla just went, "We'll make it happen," and did it. And now they're going to do the same thing with forty-eight volt. They're going yeah. to be the trailblazers. They're going to make it happen. That if they have to, they'll do things internally. Uh, to, to create the market and uh, then once it's established all the others can be fast followers exactly yeah 
so it's going to be interesting to see once uh, the Cybertruck comes out later this year, uh, what accessories Tesla is going to provide and uh, who's mm -hmm. going to catch up uh, the quickest. Uh, you know because what else might do? You, you, know, you know the Cybertruck being uh, an ideal camping truck, you yeah, know exactly. that people are going to want camping accessories. That's going to be like number one. Absolutely, uh, yes. Especially since the truck's probably going to come out uh, midsummer-ish. So yeah, uh, you got the winch, the tow, the snowplow. Yep, yeah, yeah. There's um, a lot of lot of things that people will want to right off the bat. Yeah, and and I think I think that uh, if if Tesla gets back into supplying components to other folks, like uh, if they if they sell autopilot uh, FSD as a as a component, or if they start making subcomponents again for other manufacturers, uh, they will they will they'll say, hey, you know, this is what we have to offer. You're good, 48 volts, or or find another competent uh, supplier and. It's not gonna. They, they're not gonna have a choice if they want to use, you know, the proven Tesla components. Yeah, we've seen this with batteries. Uh, they enable their suppliers, and they don't lock them in to say you can only use this innovation with us. Right. And then, like the twenty one seventies, nobody in the industry was using that. Like they barely exactly. got onto eighteen six fifties before Tesla went to twenty one seventies, and now right. uh, they're doing forty uh, forty six eighties. So is. The rest of the industry, but they're adding that extra zero at the end because <laughs> tradition. <laughs> We're using twenty one seven hundreds. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't remember why, but I read it and it made halfway sense. But like, come on, drop that extra zero. <laughs> yeah, for the uh, prismatic batteries, there's three dimensions, and yeah. so uh, for cylindrical, you just the third one is zero to say it's a cylinder. I think exactly. is where that came from, but it but yeah, it's not needed. Yeah, not necessary. Well, uh, that's interesting uh, to see uh, another innovation, which I have to say, we called this two weeks or three mm -hmm. weeks ago. Um, Tesla has now All that called for it. They, <laughs> we, we asked, we said it was should be coming, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Tesla has indicated that uh, they're updating the uh, Tesla app, the mobile app, in order to uh, provide some additional navigation features. Uh, so uh, they're starting with just uh, the route planner, where you'll be able to uh, see the um, uh, you'll be able to see the the multiple stops you're doing on your trip and a few in a row. So just on the app, you'll be able to see your route and not just the stop you're close to or going to next, but the one after that. So there's a few navigational things that they're starting to put into the app, and I think this is just the beginning. I you know yes. okay I'm gonna I'm gonna double down on our bet and say that they're gonna go all out on navigation in the app. It's going to be a complete ability to plan your entire trip, to upload it to the car if you wish, or press a button and it would just be pushed into the car, and uh, you'll be able to see all the information that you currently can see in the car uh, right on the mobile app. So. Maybe someone in the back seat uh, could be using the app just to check on what's the next stop, what's to eat at those stops, what's some some points of interest. Those type of things I think will come eventually. They'll all come to the app. So um, there's two other really good use cases for this uh, as well. One, as we keep talking about, folks who are uh, using superchargers but not using Teslas, and right. uh, Model Next, if they choose not to put any screen into it, they're going to tell you to slap your phone up on the dash, right? Mm. That's a navigation solution. <laughs> yeah, that's an if interesting. You want to make it highly affordable. Although the screens are so Tesla signature, I would be shocked they if they didn't have one. But but, but yeah, you can, can save them two hundred dollars a car, easy though. Yeah, 
or they could have that as an upgrade if you want. Right, Consider right. your premium screen package. <laughs> but if you get the, the base model rear-wheel drive small battery, uh, you got to supply your own phone because everybody's got a phone. I can see Elon, like, the best part is no part, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. That's interesting. Never would have thought of that, uh, that they would they would yank a screen. Hopefully, they yanked everything else. <laughs> hopefully, they give you the ability to put in whatever screen you want. So if you want a bigger screen, you can put in an iPad, plop right in place. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Take yeah, that 18.5-inch cyber truck. <laughs> I've got a Samsung 20-inch tablet. I put in a 40-inch TV in my spot. <laughs> you better hope it has FSD at that time. Yeah. Right. And, and somehow the airbag HDMI still work. port to get it working. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they already have an mm. HDMI port on the uh, on the Harbor 2.5 to to 4.0. Yeah. yeah. Some of the Tesla tubers are using that to uh, capture the screen data so they can import it into their videos nice and clean. We said we could do yeah, that. Yeah, so that's, that's, uh, that's great news. And hopefully uh, it will continue. They'll keep adding to it. I, th I think they will. Uh, but yep. uh, it just makes sense, uh, especially Casey's one, one addition, uh, which, of course, is the people that aren't driving a Tesla. That's going to be a big mm -hmm. plus uh, to be able to, yeah. to use the navigation system. And, of course... That's going to help Tesla in the end anyways, because exactly. it's going to show them how easy it is to be inside the Tesla network and how uh, their next car probably should be a Tesla. I think would, mm -hmm. it's going to help them out immensely. Yeah, I was talking with oh. some family and, and they were ready to change their cars and they just weren't feeling a new Tesla and they didn't want to do a used Tesla because the prices were crazy back when they were looking. And... They told me, they said, you know, we looked at uh, the Mercedes, we looked at the Lucid, we looked at the Rivian, looked at everything on the market, and, and nothing was really that good of a fit, except for, you know, if you could stomach the price, the Mercedes and the Lucid. And they said, well, if I'm going to spend that money, I might as well get the Tesla. But um, yeah. what stopped them from getting any EV at that time was that, um, uh, one, they mostly drive local, so so just like uh, like Patrick does, hang out of the car for 10 years if possible. Uh, they're at mm -hmm. the end of the 10 years, but... Uh, they're like, well, let's just hang on a little more and see what comes out next. But uh, what really stopped them from jumping to another brand was that everywhere they looked, it said that your experience is going to be a mixed bag if you do decide to, to not fly and, and not have a, a Tesla. And I said, well, mm -hmm. right now they got the Magic Dock. It's not everywhere, but by the time you're back in the market for another car after that last major repair you did to the, to the existing car, uh, now you'll have even more options, not, not just whatever next Tesla has come out, the Cybertruck model next, but also everything else that comes out. And now you don't have to feel like, oh, man, like I got to do Electrify America or the other uh, providers and, and hope they're working. And, and then hope yeah. I don't have that experience I've been reading about. But yeah. the, a step up uh, from just being compatible is just have the exact same experience as the Tesla, uh, obviously with the higher price if you don't do the monthly membership. But, you know, where it routes you through the superchargers, it knows what your charge rate is and, and what percentage you're going to arrive at, that that would be, that, that would move them up even higher as, 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 as being known as a high quality charging provider. Yep. It's just as seamless. Yeah. What also helped happen this week, uh, there was an update to our favorite initial Tesla pickup or non-official Tesla pickup, which of course <laughs> yes. is the Truckla. Uh, Simone, yeah. uh, who has her, own, uh, has her own uh, channel, uh, 
debuted uh, the Truck Club about four years ago now, uh, yeah. where uh, the video came out of her taking a red Model 3 uh, standard range, I believe, at that time. It was the, uh, was the version. And they cut the back off, or part of the back, uh, the two uh, extra uh, doors on the back, and they converted it into a pickup. And they had that pickup. Uh, they installed a, a bed in it. And they also installed a roof rack, which overhang uh, a little bit uh, over the front. And uh, they uh, actually got invited uh, to the uh, Cybertruck event. Uh, they, they were in California uh, and displayed the uh, vehicle there just on the outskirts. It wasn't an official Tesla thing, but they did get invited by Tesla to attend. So uh, Truckla was at that event, uh, if you happen to be in California at that time as well. They also but, promoted uh, it at the last second. Like, it was going to be right up front near the Cybertruck, and then they said, ah, you can park it around the corner. We'll yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, hmm. we'll put it under a tarp. It'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, just this week, uh, there was an update video to the Truckla, and uh, there were some problems uh, with the vehicle. It was put together in a rapid fashion, and they didn't really have a solution for the tailgate. Um, mm -hmm. In the original design, the tailgate was either on or it was off. Uh, there was no in-between. So uh, this updated video showed us the engineering that went involved, uh, and they uh, designed a pull-out and drop for the tailgate. So... Uh, They've Pretty improved cool. on that, and they've also improved on some uh, weather ability, so it can now uh, it can now take some rain. Before there was a lot of holes apparently, uh, and when it rained, uh, they would either rush it inside or they had something to cover it. So uh, this is uh, this is uh, a plus for that vehicle. It still seemed you know uh, great in the video, and you can see the full video uh, in the uh, link description. We've got a, a link to the YouTube video, so you can check that out after our after our show today, but um, it, uh, I like the Truckla. I thought it was a pretty cool looking vehicle. Um, and uh, although it's no cyber truck, uh, it, uh, it's, it probably would be a pretty useful run around town, you know, uh, pickup uh, type vehicle. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She suffers from the same thing that a lot of makers suffer from. And that's you, you get 80% done and you have most of the functionality the rest of the work is grunt work and doesn't get you that much more. So the Nick's new shiny thing is far more interesting. So, uh, and, and she, she admitted that right up front and said, yeah. this is how I am and I know it. And it's been four years and I still haven't got this last bit done. I'm actually going to contract it out to some professionals to get all that refined work. So uh, yeah, that was, that was kind of uh, like, Oh yeah, I've been there. I, I know that feeling. <laughs> Especially when you got to make a new video every month, like you know, uh -huh. just quite a schedule. <laughs> absolutely yep. absolutely but good to see an update from her so uh yeah, yeah that was yeah. that was fun to see uh the uh the updates on that vehicle next just wanted to touch upon uh last week casey and i talked about the uh the upcoming um uh email that was sent to tesla employees uh concerning the ira uh tax credit Tesla had indicated that it was coming up to the end of the month. They knew that the IRA rules were being changed and they warned people that they may be retroactive on April the 1st, uh, because that of course would have been the end of the first quarter. Well, they right. did. And that's uh, what they, they guided us uh, at the government. So, yeah. 
but the tax office apparently gave a little bit more grace and uh, now the date is the 18th of uh, April. So uh, just for those of you who were interested and wanted to make sure that you got the full tax credit because of the battery packs uh, for the Model 3, uh, of course, are not made in the U.S. So it's going to eliminate the, that part of the... Uh, On the base the, model, yeah. The IRA fund. So yeah. so be aware, uh, April 18th, if you want to uh, get involved, you're, you're still good. If you can get the vehicle by then, not not order it by then, it has to be in your possession by then. Order from inventory. Don't, don't risk a custom build by any chance. Exactly. And if, right. and if you order from yeah. inventory, order from an inventory within driving distance of where you are. Don't wait on them to transport it because if the transport gets stuck, it's not going to happen. I've talked to a couple people online, uh, at least three, who, who were caught up in the last one and they, they missed out on the program because the transport just wasn't going to be there in time. Like, like not one was hours, but most of them were like two, three days that were going to be late. And Right. That few days because cost 3750 yeah, yep. uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Be safe, not sorry. Next, uh, well, you know what? One... You know what? The eighteenth is, is when taxes are due, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. That's why. <laughs> Just that make everything end on the same day. day. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I was looking at the fifteenth. I'm like, that's a Saturday. They're not going to make your taxes due that day. Nope. No, it's the <laughs> Monday, right? Yeah. But I think it's a Tuesday, which is weird. I don't. Oh, they did the nineteenth. No, eighteenth uh, is a Tuesday. Oh, the eighteenth is a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Maybe I don't know why they picked one on the for taxes or this, but I don't know. That's the date. <laughs> it's it's the dartboard. They just throw the dart and it's oh, it's going to be the 18th this year. Look at that. Um, next story I wanted to touch upon uh, an update uh, from Tesla, who sent a nice little video that Casey that I think is going to uh, take a look at and share with us. Yes. Uh oh. Uh, yes, Google Chrome can share the screen. Oh, I need a fingerprint. There you go. No, I don't want to quit and reopen. All right, so let's <laughs> maybe we have a video coming. Maybe I, I thought I, I had a video. The topic is, I'm sure everyone's seen it. Uh, it of course is about the Cybertruck. Okay, because it's the same application. Oh. I was like, why? So, so it just needed the uh, the um, to restart if I wanted to share something outside the browser. So, let's hit this. I've already muted the music because Tesla's forever trying to get us knocked off the air. <laughs> Whoa. This. Yes. Oh, what a tease. Come on. A -R -A <laughs> what did I say with my dad joke before the show? Procrastination. <laughs> yes, procrastination. C-R-A-S-H-N in capital. All right, so then uh, this kind of continues on because it's a loop. Uh, and then Matthew Duncan Ryan had the had this uh, GIF GIF as a response, the original when it hits. <laughs> same same energy. <laughs> Last time. <laughs> but thankfully, Sandy Monroe and crew were, were were there to to analyze this joke, and um, yeah, they got some useful information, didn't they? They did. They did. Really? Also, um, I look here. It doesn't actually hit. How can they? Uh, the, well, they didn't analyze the crash. They, they, they were looking at the suspension and and the, uh, the cradle. Yeah, and, the uh, the undershot of the vehicle is what they were talking about. The uh, okay. the uh, front crumple zone and uh, the uh, X uh, architecture uh, of the um, uh, suspension system. 
Yeah. So right here, somebody pointed out that uh, that this might not be a joke. It might be like a preview. Like they they had it ready, but they weren't ready to show us yet. So they they just clipped all the stuff that was the, the juicy bits for April first. But uh, the only difference between uh, this and the regular Crash Lab <clears throat> is uh, there's a large Tesla logo to the left of the text usually, and uh, there are no markers along the side of the vehicle that they that they can use for reference points. But all the equipment appears to be there. Uh, that could be a valid number. It might not be. Uh, the dummies all wearing Tesla shirts is apparently a Tesla thing. Uh, probably not the government one, but the, the Tesla lab, uh, they are all wearing Tesla shirts typically. And uh, so this... I like the audience reaction cut away. Oh! <laughs> right? So this oh, is what, what Monroe and crew were, were analyzing. Is everything here is color coded and and they said it should have, based on how far in these go, they said it should have incredible <clears throat> suspension travel. And uh, they talked about the, the the way this would be assembled compared to, like, say, a Rivian or the rest of the Tesla fleet. And and that was a pretty nice. It wasn't a long one. It was like maybe ten minutes. Uh, look at look at those good. look at those those uh, crush cans up at the front of the bumper. Yes, uh, in in uh, green. Uh, for all the people who said this thing won't survive a crash test, it's, it's going to maul everything. No, it's 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 designed for safety, just like every other Tesla right. ever. Yeah, uh, yeah. Of all the criticisms in. I have heard of the Cybertruck, that one was the most ridiculous. That yeah. oh, this thing is just going to be a solid tank, and it's going to just kill anything it touches, and because it won't have any crumple zones. Like, of course, it's it looks have sharp. Crumple zones. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it looks edgy and pointy, and it's just going to it'll it'll just pedestrians <clears throat> will see it and fall over dead. I mean, just come on, that was just so ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, one my 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 original speculation as to why they never showed the crash in the video yeah. was because it blew right through the cement wall and came out the other side <laughs> unscathed. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, somebody else had suggested that when it hit, it, it blew out all the cameras, and that was all they could recover. <laughs> <laughs> this was an April Fool's release, so that well, makes sense. Yeah, I didn't first. catch the date before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so but that was uh, that was a very cool piece of video. Stuck. Yeah, yeah. But but with all the color coding here, obviously Tesla's taking great pains to see what crushes, what performs, what's underperforming, what they expect, what they don't expect. Uh, very cool shot from underneath the vehicle the, through the, the plexiglass. But the um, the drive axles are also colored. They're in burgundy. I yeah. didn't see that on Monroe's video. Yeah, yeah, when I get my truck, if it's not painted like this, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna refuse delivery. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, and then he will go to Lowe's and buy some spray paint, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> and Patrick will be underneath the truck for the first four hours of ownership. I bet you somebody does do it. It may even be Patrick. <laughs> you need like eight different colors, Bo. I won't be the only one. Yep. <laughs> I'm seeing. I'm seeing that the hoses are color coded too. They don't look like that normally, under the car. Nifty. So there's a lot in here, even though it looked like a 37 second joke. It was. It was legit. Uh, yeah, I want to see it bust through the wall like Kool Aid Man. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> Can you touch on this a little bit about the FSD beta update about it adding more customization and uh, safety? Did have you got the latest version? No, uh, I've got the previous latest version. 
Okay. So I've got 11.3.3 instead of 11.3.4 or 5. Um, it seems that point five oh, is... 5 out now? Yeah, it seems wow. that 5 is okay. just for the folks who, who don't have ultrasonics on their card. And 4 is the exact same mm -hmm. thing, but for people with ultrasonics. Okay. Um, but it doesn't seem to have a huge amount of differences. So uh, I can speak to uh, what I've seen. Let's see right here. They got the new visualizations. Um, oh, no, this is very similar to what I've got. They got the new visualizations. Um, if you have a legacy card like me, you don't get the voice drive notes, but they are there. Where if you have an interaction with the car, especially a, dis uh, a disengagement, the car will ask you why you did that. And you just push the speech button and you say, I saw Salem Burgers. Or, whoa, did you not see that, <laughs> that, that, that Albuquerque's in the room? <laughs> uh, I just and, got it. And I've only done one drive with it. Yeah. And uh, I, I did do a disengagement. Um, there was I was in a right turn. I was going to make a right turn at an intersection. And I'm like the third car back. And it scooched over into the bike lane. And I'm like, yeah. why the hell would you do that? We're three cars back. And you're going to block the bike lane? So Mine, do, mine was doing that, that near my and, house, too. It didn't do yeah, it anywhere else and, but near my house. It's like, we're going to use the bike lane as a turn lane. I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> right. And there are a lot of bikers in the Portland area. And that was just like, so. but the cool thing was you, you can give them feedback. And you can say, yeah. you were blocking well, you the bike lane. And <laughs> yeah, I, so I, interesting that you can't. Because oh, my car is legacy, even though it's newer than yours. Right, but all you, it's just recording <laughs> voice, which your car can right, do. Right, which I it already does for everything else. Like, you got voice commands and bug yeah. reports and, like, maybe Basically, if you can't leave voice memos, you give us another 150 grand for another car. They, they just know it's your car and they're not going to do it. That's all there is to <laughs> we it. Don't, we don't want to hear what Casey, We listen to Casey every Sunday. We don't need to listen I, to him. He used <laughs> to send us emails that were this long. I did. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess maybe maybe they're gonna just continue to do what they used to do and just guess why I turned it off. <laughs> or maybe they'll give them feedback. I say you shoot them a video and you send them the link in an email. Yeah, but like they don't deserve my <laughs> videos. You guys do. So <laughs> I've got I've got enough videos to finish, and, and I've been doing it for you That's guys true. before. That's I do true. Teslas. Uh, another thing that I thought was really nice, and Patrick, you probably saw this too, at the top center of whatever screen you have, if you have one screen or two screens, uh, the one that's closest to the driver. The top center in bold text that tells you what it's thinking, what it's doing, stopping for stop sign, yielding for pedestrian, moving over uh, to faster lane. Uh, it's, it would sometimes do that in a little quick pop up uh, on older versions, but now it's, it's prominent, it's bold, it tends to stay there long enough that you can see it. Uh, your little blue line is, is now a big fat, uh, like the yeah. most of the lane is, is, is blue. Uh, it's got these little chevrons as it's slowing down, it's just slowing for stop sign, slowing for stoplight. Uh, it's still a super late breaker. It's like, man. You know, you have all this regen. You're gonna wear out my pads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's funny. It, it, it's agree. more natural at, at doing its turns on the freeway, and um, mm. it still does that thing where, hey, you've got a left turn up ahead in in point three miles. Let's get in the right turn lane, <laughs> or vice versa. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, it wants make to make it a challenge choices. cutting across four lanes of traffic to get off. <laughs> it, it can do it, but but do you want to risk it with other people on the road? No, you don't. No. Right. Yeah. Well, and then we'll also, see. if you have a car that's got a distance stock, and you adjust how 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 far the uh, the follow distance is, you get a nice little pop up menu that tells you if you want the car to be assertive, chill, or standard, and or normal. I think they call it this year. And it also has the the button for minimize lane changes. If you notice, it's, it's doing too much of this you want to slow down you minimize lane changes uh, i believe on the non-legacy cars if you hit the right scroll wheel uh it will bring up that interface whichever one you used to use to, to set the follow distance on those cars so you're saying that mad max is gone uh 
you've got assertive, <laughs> uh, which which feels like what Mad Max was advertised as. L.A. traffic it's, mode. Right. It's quite <laughs> aggressive. Like like uh, if you've got a line of cars coming up uh, for an exit, but just because it's traffic, uh, your car may decide to just stay in the in the, the lane that's moving and then try to cut over at the last minute. I've, I've seen videos where it worked, and I've seen my car try it. Uh, my car has, has never been aggressive enough at the end to make it work, uh, but. <laughs> the regulators have smacked Tesla's hands so many times. I think they just like, fine, we won't call it Mad Max mode. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's aggressive. It's assertive. <laughs> well, I guess aggressive would be bad, too, if a cop pulled you or something. Yeah. You got, yeah. Sorry, sorry, officer. I was, my car was just being aggressive. Nothing I could do, buddy. <laughs> as long as you're not aggressive with the officer. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. Don't you pull oh, me over? No, no. Don't do that. I felt <laughs> my fear for my life. You should be in chill like, mode all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Even if your car is in assertive mode, you should be in chill. <laughs> so uh yeah we'll, we'll see as uh, that gets updated uh we'll certainly continue to report on the the uh changes to fsd beta with uh, patrick and casey of course having it in their cars yes. one news story this week that patrick's going to handle for us right now is of course the q1 numbers and how were they yes. patrick they were awesome so q1 i thought seasonally... they said that tesla missed that's right. Yeah, they're they're and then they're deleted so, it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, uh, that was a, a good. Uh, we wrote the story ahead of time. Here's what we want the headline to be. Just fill in the numbers when they come out and ship it. And but uh, so Q1 is traditionally uh, the lowest quarter of the year for automakers. You'll often see Q4 the previous year higher than Q1. That was not the case. It was a record-breaking quarter for Tesla. They delivered. 422,000, and they produced 440,000 vehicles in Q1 of this year. Uh, those are their official numbers. And the, the really cool thing is, so we've talked about how Tesla is growing every quarter. They're shipping more than they did this year-over-year uh, year, quarter before. And uh, that means that as they're doing that, they're going to have made more cars in the last two weeks of that quarter than they did in the previous quarter. And so that means their days of inventory is going to slightly increase. And, and that's to be expected. And yet some of the other negative headlines were they produced more than they delivered. Well, that's going to happen. It's going to happen next quarter too. Why? Because they're they ramping up. They have, they have factories that are uh, producing more than they were a year ago, which we'll talk about the great progress that Berlin and Austin have had. And so to, to see the, all the, the negative headlines coming out of this record-breaking quarter, I just thought was ridiculous. And, and uh, it really, every time you see an article like that, you can just put that under, this person has an agenda and they're not to be listened to. They have no credibility in my book when you, when you put out stuff that, that paints this awesome uh, result. And I should, uh, for uh, disclosure, I'm a Tesla investor. I have been since July of 2010. So, uh, so I might be biased, but this was awesome. Spring of 2013 here. Um, <laughs> the the one thing I did that, that jumped out and screamed at me when I saw these these figures come by is that uh, when you look at both GM and Ford's numbers, like they were considerably lower for the year, and 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 uh, both of them said they want to be up above 600,000 cars by next year. And EVs, you've got right, yeah, EVs. Sorry, and then you've got um, you've got just one factory for Tesla doing that every quarter, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, 
yeah, it's it's uh, again, Tesla's just marching to their own drummer. At this mm -hmm. point, Wall Street can do whatever they want uh, because Tesla, of course, is on solid ground. They're they're making uh, revenue big time, uh, as Patrick mentioned. It just keeps growing every quarter uh, because they keep pushing out more and more cars. Uh, so it's Wall Street can say what they want, uh, but uh, really, uh, Tesla is certainly in the driver's seat when it comes to uh, numbers and uh, revenue. So eventually wall street will have to reckon uh with it uh and eventually the the stock price most likely will go will continue to go on an upswing uh, as more and more and more cars are sold uh and produced so oh, did we mention uh, they're no longer uh rated uh, junk credit after all this time now that they don't need credit anymore yeah like that, that's, isn't that amazing once you uh once yeah. you haven't needed credit for over two years uh then all, all of a sudden you can you can get as much credit as you want Really. Right. But as a junk company, they were able to just buy these companies with perfect credit. Yep. <laughs> like new ones. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's FUD. It's FUD at its best, really. Yep. Yeah. But, so this uh, means they're on track for our predictions of uh, if yep. they did this same run rate, which they're obviously going to, to produce more each quarter. Um, but doing this flat would be what? Um, 16 plus another. Uh, almost 200 so uh, 1.8 uh million vehicles uh if, if if it was flat and and our prediction is over 2 million so we'll see uh this looks like right, right on track for them to have a 2 million year yeah although that's, that's not what they guided to they got to no, something more like 1.8 yeah because Elon uh, was always afraid something going wrong and well, right, right so exactly that's from experience <laughs> right right yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah, they look well on track to easily hit the 1.8 and and uh, hopefully do better than that. Well, here's a couple stories that come right on the heels of uh, that uh, Q1 uh, record. Uh, Speaking of street, street production. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Giga Texas now has hit a 4,000 weekly run rate. Um, yeah. So uh, we talked just a, a week or so ago about Berlin hitting 5,000. Uh, now Texas has hit that 4,000. And it's looking for five. Uh, it's five is in its sights now, and, and three uh, weeks that's before great. That, Berlin hit their four thousand. So yeah, right. Maybe within three yes. weeks, uh, Austin will. Could be. This is absolutely. Yep. Even if it's not. I was hoping Austin. Yeah. Even I was hoping Austin would catch up, but they didn't. But Mark uh, wins again. Again. <laughs> again. Berlin won again. But uh, no, that's great. Uh, once uh, you know, once we get into those uh, numbers, uh, that's what two hundred fifty thousand at a five thousand run rate per year. So that's great. Um, like to see that. Of course, they're going to go well beyond that at both Berlin and uh, Giga Texas. But it is a uh, a plus uh, that they're starting to reach uh, those rates. We also heard, that, of course, that um, Elon has said classically in the past that the the uh, Cybertruck would not be produced until the Model Y has hit its ideal run rate, which, of course, is 5,000. I don't think they're going to hold anything up for this. It's not because we know that there is work on the Cybertruck happening oh, now. Yeah. We heard about Elon being on the factory floor and looking at the lines uh, for mm -hmm. Cybertruck. We, we know it's going on, but uh, it's just good to see that, uh, that it is moving along and it's now at 4,000. The other piece of good news comes from Berlin. And uh, this is interesting that they're looking to put on a fourth shift so they can begin to double current production 
that they have on the Model Y. So they're already at 250,000 vehicles uh, per year run rate. And uh, of course, the factory is approved to go up to half a million. So this fourth shift now is uh, now starting to push into that uh, next next tier where they're going to want to double the 5,000 to 10,000 per week. So uh, congratulations on that uh, as they start to push more milestones out of the way uh, as they uh, continue to, uh, to uh, produce those Model Ys. Next on to, what do we got here? Ah, oh, yes, there has been, uh, what would you call this? I guess this is a rumor. Uh, there's been mm -hmm. an in, uh, an industry insider uh, out of uh, China that has talked a little bit about the model next. And uh, they didn't reveal much, uh, but what this is basically telling us is that there's more banter about this, this smaller, lighter hatchback that Tesla has apparently already drafted up. They know what it's going to be. Uh, but of course, they're not wanting to Osborne themselves before a factory is up and running and ready to start producing this car, which of course we have heard previously in the, in the last few Tesla releases, uh, which is going to be Mexico. Uh, they're going to produce this high volume vehicle in Mexico. This inside source has said that the volume that they'd be looking at is about 4 million vehicles per year. So uh, that's a step up, certainly, from whatever Tesla has been producing now. Uh, mm -hmm. But um, this hatchback uh, is, well, if, if it comes out in a, a price range that they've been aiming at, is obviously going to be a large seller. And $4 million a year is certainly not out of the, the question for what uh, vehicles could be sold, uh, especially just here in North America. There's going to be a ton of people lining up for a vehicle at a price that's half the price of the Model 3 currently, or, or roughly half the price of the Model 3 currently. So uh, this is, uh, again, this is a rumor. It's just uh, an insider talking about they got some press time and uh, reported uh, about what they uh, believe uh, the Model Next is going to be. I agree with you on the lines, Mark. Uh, remember when the Model 3 came out and uh, at all the Tesla stores, there were lines out the door, people getting there at 6 a.m. in the morning. It was like a, a, the old days uh, Apple events, you know, our new phone. Yep. People were lining up, uh, sleeping in line for it. And it was a, it was a fun party event. I uh, went more like at noon, <laughs> and so I only caught the end of it. But still... Uh, it made me just just uh, chatting with everybody in line and all the excitement made me like, wow, why wasn't I here two hours ago just to, yeah. just to be here? Because it was it was awesome. I got there yeah, two, two hours before the show store opened and I was number 300 in line. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was it was an event. It was uh, it was an event all over North America. Uh, there were lineups at, at all the different Tesla stores, uh, some more than others, but uh even here in uh, in the Toronto area, there was lineups. Uh, out was the what, door five years and, and five days ago. Block. Yeah, yeah, or five years <clears throat> and four days ago. So it was, was April uh, just surprised. I mean, it was it I, was something that uh, everyone was. Uh, well, no, a no, lot of people were anticipating. There was a lot of anticipation for this vehicle, yeah. and and I'm not surprised. We've never seen it. We yeah. all got in line and ordered yeah. this thing sight unseen because it was March 31st, and then exactly. April 1st we got to see it. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
Yeah, I was surprised. I mean, I was already a Tesla owner and uh, I was excited for this car. Uh, certainly wanted to order one on day one, but I just didn't think, I didn't know the little Tesla community had expanded so much. That that was, was the shock to me. Yeah. And it. I hope it happens again. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I will be ordering one if it comes. <laughs> so <laughs> I look forward to it as well. Yeah, that little Chevy Spark that we have in our driveway would be much better as a model next. <laughs> <laughs> one thing we one thing we think we might know is that paint is expensive. Yes, yes, that of course uh, right. was uh, was it Tom Zoo Tom that Zoo? Uh, had uh, indicated that when asked uh, by an individual at the last event. So yeah. paint is expensive. So who knows? Could be the mm -hmm. model next is a little bit uh, cyber trucky. So. Uh, yeah. That will be interesting to see what that design actually looks like. Um, another update here. Uh, we've got uh, some V4 update from an untraditional source. We know that uh, the first V4 went uh, live in the Netherlands uh, recently. And uh, we know that uh, that uh, particular unit uh, was strictly um, a CCS model because, of course, in Europe, that's what they have uh, for all their plugs. Uh, but um, this little bit of information came from an application sent into British Columbia of a supercharger that was going to be installed in a BC city. And the city council got a hold of some of the particulars and they outlined a little bit about the V4 charger that could go in place uh, at this particular new city uh, location. And they did indicate that the... Uh, the power or speed uh, would max out at 350. So let, let uh, me guess, is it out of Tim Hortons? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I I didn't look, but really I don't have to because here in Canada there's a Tim Hortons on every single corner. So uh, it is, it, yeah, it so might be zoning... near three Tim Hortons. <laughs> One <of> each corner. <laughs> but uh, this uh, this particular information indicated uh, a 350. Uh, it also talked about uh, in the uh, details that uh, there would be a, a CCS uh, charger magic dock uh, installed in the side of the uh, side of the uh, V4 charger, which is not a surprise at all. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, again, the original one that's been installed in the Netherlands, it's still throttled back. It's only giving 250 speeds at this point. So yeah. um, that's it's still under test. But it was interesting to see that uh, in this uh, British Columbia permit or uh, application that Tesla had indicated that the uh, the speed most likely would be 350 for a V4. So I think like the minimum number of modules they can install on a V4 station. <laughs> yeah, and that that also that also is is interesting that uh, RV4 is planning to roll out, you know, within the next year. Is that what Tesla's plan is? Because if this location is just under permit currently. Uh, the average build time here is different. It's all over the board, but uh, it, it could be a matter of months or it could be a year. Uh, it really depends on uh, what Tesla needs a location up and running, uh, how quickly they do. But uh, we haven't seen a new V4 even under construction yet in Europe. Uh, I'm assuming the next one will probably go to Europe uh, just because but I don't know. I don't know if, if uh, where the next V4 will be, if they're going to start rolling them out in Europe. But uh, I would assume that uh, with the Cybertruck coming, I would think that around 
maybe Texas area would be getting a, a couple of V4s just oh, yeah. because of the uh, that's that's the vehicle that's really going to benefit from 350 kilowatt charging is uh, is the Cybertruck because it's going to room uh, rumor has it it's going to be a larger battery pack for sure. Well, they they can also take megawatt charging, but uh, three. I'm wondering if 350 is just like the minimum number of boards they could put in the into the cabinet for a V4, and because with the V3s, they're they're 250 per stall, which comes out to a megawatt for the whole cabinet. Yeah, and they talked about upgrading it, like via software. They didn't say how much, and they've upgraded the other two version one and version two. Got a software update. He got a little bit more, and they they don't really have anything they can take three fifty today. So maybe plaids can go that high, but but we haven't seen that because there were no chargers, and then we know that the truck can do megawatt, and at the moment the existing semis they they only have. Um, 750 because that's all that Pepsi wanted at their mega chargers. Yeah, it's kind of interesting to, to watch how this this is being. <clears throat> and and of course, it, it could also be that Tesla knows that at this particular location, we're not going above 350. That's it. Right. That's mm -hmm. all there's going to be. Maybe the maybe the maybe the V4s will be capable in other locations going 500 or even higher. Uh, yeah. But uh, at this particular place in British Columbia that they're applying for a permit for. They know that 350 will be the max, and that's what they've written in their uh, documentation. So yeah. that could be part of it too. I wonder if for the Magic Dock stations, they're putting a longer cable on those. Yeah. If that means they're going to, on those particular ones, be a little lower. Uh, well, don't forget that the V4 has a longer cable that goes to a different part of the of the. the it, it loops. It loops lower, so all V4s will have a longer cable. Regardless. Oh, not just the okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, they're the cables are about ten feet, uh, according to the Netherlands location. Uh, whereas the the standard ones were three feet shorter than that. That's all they needed because only Teslas could use them. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see. Um, Oh, what's uh, what's Derek telling us? Non-Tesla supercharger locations in California holding at two, Scotts Valley and Pacerville. Place. Yeah, they must be testing them then. It's like watching to see what people do with them, seeing how the Tesla owners react, and uh, yeah, I, I I haven't heard any more than the eleven that are you know on 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 working now no, no more information about anything going above the nine in the new york state area and of course two as mentioned by uh, derek in california and who so. was having troubles with it was it kia products or Volkswagen products was having trouble with uh the the mm -hmm. magic duck and not like think, broken damage but like like uh they just slow charging speeds. speed exactly yeah I, I think vw was having an issue and i think day one a few of them were having an issue but they corrected something uh, because yeah. a lot of that complaining went away so again that's why they're out there is to test them to make sure yeah. that they're operating correctly and uh, to get some feedback from real vehicles yeah you don't want to put out ten thousand of them and find out oh we got to do hardware changes because yeah, like uh, like yeah. the uh, Starlink two satellites that you put up and say, oh yeah, they're not operating properly. They're gonna have to burn them up early. So uh, you'd rather uh, you'd rather not do that uh, too often. Just uh, get the uh, get the, uh, uh, the practice done and and make yeah make sure the bugs are worked out of the system immediately. Yeah, we saw this. It's not uh, a minimum two thousand. 
12 and 13 uh, with, with all the various, um, even J1772 level two chargers that were out there. Uh, the Leaf had problems with some manufacturers, but not others. And um, yep. the, the Volt had some with some particular ones. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, th th you can read a spec in a lot of different ways. <laughs> and sometimes they all think they're compliant. They go, oh, you read it this way. I read it that way. Now they need an addendum to clarify which one's right. That's right. Yep, absolutely. Uh, next, of course, uh, we've talked about this a few other times, twice now. Uh, Tesla voting has opened up for superchargers again. So the yes. spring session is now open. If you own a Tesla, you can now go in uh, to your uh, login page and you can actually vote on where you would like a supercharger placed. And you can even look at uh, the popularity of the one that you're choosing uh, and see what others are on top or on the bottom. And uh, yes, Hockey Day, I will put in Cerny, Ontario as my first pick. Uh, <laughs> so we will we will eventually get that. Maybe uh, Casey and Patrick will help us out too and put one of those in for Cerny, Ontario. But there you go. Uh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. So uh, I was we'll get Cerny on the map eventually. Yeah, I was disappointed to see Florida and California dominating the list. Uh, yeah, they're populous states, so they're going to have more votes. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'll throw my vote to to Canada. <laughs> Oh, Derek, yes, you can vote for Canada, too. Go ahead. I mean, hey, we, we can travel to Canada. It's not like we're voting for, That's like, right. That's right. That's right. Everyone Europe. wants to go to Sarnia. Come on. Right. Of all the places that needs charging, <laughs> it's not California. They've got a lot of supercharging in California. <laughs> they could probably use more. <laughs> yeah who couldn't but still come on yeah. let's give let's, let's give somebody else a chance in this uh this method part. here let's yeah. fill in the let's <laughs> fill in the, the 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 blanks fill in the gaps and then then we'll we'll get the volume infill yeah yeah and uh if you haven't already please uh give us a thumbs up and a follow on this uh, video that'll help us out immensely and through the week you can follow us on social media you can follow us on twitter at the tesla life you can follow us on facebook tesla life numeral one and uh with that uh you can keep up to all the news that happens in between shows so uh we appreciate you doing so and uh, thanks very much for the support Next, let's roll into some ending thoughts. Casey Green, what do you got going on this week that you want to inform everyone about? Well, uh, I've got Sunday show at uh, 1.10 p.m. Eastern. And you can find that at youtube.com at Casey Green. And, and we'll see you there. Very good. Very good. Patrick, any uh, shout outs at the end of the show? Oh, got oh, one more. You get, Casey's got one more. So I uh, had a chance to plug into my home charger again, and uh, mm. man, 17 kilowatts. <laughs> it's like a supercharger trying to shake you loose. <laughs> you know, for those of you that aren't, aren't aware, I was, on, I was on level one charging for a long time, and then I was on the mobile connector, and then, uh, and then uh, now I'm back on superchargers only again. That's, that's always fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but the, the journey's almost over. You got a 17 kilowatt waiting for you, just uh, less than a week away. Yeah, we, while we were there doing our little pre inspection, the car added more range than when we left the, the hotel with. <laughs> there you go, excellent, nice, excellent. Patrick, shout outs from you. 
Yes, I blog at carswithcords.net. You can see over there. And uh, I've got one up there now about uh, big batteries. And uh, the cool thing about it is uh, in this, I predicted how uh, lithium prices were going to come down, not go up as more people get into the market, exploring, mining, uh, refining, and uh, that the high prices that we had in uh, last year are going to bring more investment. And then the cool thing is the prices have been coming down. So uh, that was nice to see. And uh, uh, there's part three of that coming soon. So go check that out, carswithcores.net. And as always, I'm with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at oeva.org. Thanks. Fantastic. And again, I'd like to thank you for watching the show. Uh, we want to thank Lee Moon for the music we use every week. And with that, we will roll end credit and uh, we'll get together next Wednesday and together we'll find out what's happening in the Tesla life. Yeah. <laughs> we need a future free from fossil fuels. Oh, he got it <laughs> new, baby. <laughs> got it I'm going to electrify all the things. Uh,